Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Sports Headquarters Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Luke Wanch. And I'm Tyler Smith. Yep, and today we're going to be talking about March Madness, but not just March Madness, specifically the Final Four. We have a great Final Four this year, and we're just going to get started with saying what happened inside the Elite Eight games inside each region. So... Inside the West region, we had Duke, who beat Arkansas. So now Duke is inside the Final Four. Arkansas had beat Gonzaga, the one seed. And now Duke is inside the Final Four. Tyler, you can go ahead with next region. So we got the East. So we have... Uh, we have North Carolina playing in St. Peter's. And, you know, St. Peter's had a great run, but North Carolina would go on to win 69-49. to 49. Yep, and then we'll just go down to the Midwest. Inside the Midwest, we had, we had Kansas and Miami. Kansas was the one seed and Miami was the 10 seed and Kansas took it to them inside the second half and they won 76 to 50 so now Kansas is inside the final four and our last seat or our last region is the south we had five seed Houston against two seed Villanova uh, Villanova won 50 to 44 uh, and Villanova is another blue blood to go on. Yep. Now, I just want to go back to one thing from the East region. St. Peter's was a 15 seed who made it to the Elite Eight. What did you think of their Elite Eight run? Well, it was a Cinderella run. You know, but they just kept beating teams like Purdue. Like, they had such a good run. You know, you had guys like Doug. Doug Everett. Come on. Has to be the player of the tournament. Well, I mean... You know what I mean. The fan <laughs> yeah. favorite of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I... Uh, they had an awesome run. And it was fun to watch them. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. It was, it was awesome. Not just pulling, not just pulling off the first huge upset versus Kentucky, but also the wins against the seven seed Murray State, and then another big upset against Purdue, who so they beat the two seed and the three seed, and by making it to the Elite Eight, they made history, and that was fun. And yeah, and, and they beat Kentucky, who was on a roll, who was the player of the year. Shuibe. They beat Purdue with Jay Nivey, Zach Eady, Travion Williams, a stacked Purdue team, and, you know, probably their third best win being Murray State. Murray State had 30 wins on the year. 
They were on fire. Yeah, they had a streak going. You know, so the teams that they beat was really good. It was a great run. Yep. So now, on to the final four. Now it's, uh, like you said, a final four of Blue Bloods. So we're going to get started with the first matchup of tomorrow's games. It is Kansas, the one seed Kansas versus the two seed Villanova. And Justin Moore for Villanova is out. So, Tyler, who do you think is going to win this one? Well, I'm going to go with Kansas. Now, I think this is going to be an extremely close game. But, you know, you got Gillespie. Versus Remy Martin, you got, you know, Caleb Daniels and Jeremy Samuels versus Jalen Wilson and Oche Abaji. I just think with Justin Moore being out, Kansas has more options, more firepower. Now, I think, like I said, it's going to be a close game. But for me, when I look at this game, your key player or players for Kansas, and I'm looking towards two guys, Ochi Abaji and Jalen Wilson. For me, those are your two best players. And your guys that can get you going. Now, we've seen Remy Martin get them gone. Right? But I'm looking for Abaji or Wilson. Um, for Villanova, it's Gillespie. Um, and obviously, we'll get to a question in a little bit. Um, regarding another side of their, you know, a problem that they're dealing with with more being out. But what do you think? Well, I also think I also think Kansas. So we know that Justin Moore is out, and he's a pretty big part of this team. And he's second in scoring for them, and he's a great second in scoring and second in assisting. He's a great rebounding guard and one of Villanova's best defenders. And now, why I think Kansas is going to win is because their elite offense that they have, I think it's going to overpower Villanova. And when you think about it, Justin Moore would have probably been Villanova's matchup on Ochai And that's why he is my main key player for this game. I think that he, I think Moore would have been the matchup on him. And I think Abaji's bound to have a game inside this tournament where he goes off. And so I think that this game, he's going to have a good game. And that's why it's he's my key player for this one. And then, but I do like you said, I agree with you that I do think that it's going to be a close game. Why do I think it's going to be a close game? I think, well, for it to be a close game, 
Villanova is going to have to have solid defense and limit their turnovers on offense so that there's less transition game for Kansas because that's where Kansas is really strong. And I think Villanova can do that, and that's why I think it's going to stay a close game. And on offense for Villanova, without Justin Moore, I think we're going to have to see a a good all-around game from Colin Gillespie. And then... Uh, a great, another great finishing game from Jermaine Samuels, where he's the main scorer for them. So that's what I think. But I think so. I think Kansas inside a close game. Yeah, we we saw in 2018. I think it's 2018. Kansas played Villanova, but Villanova destroyed Kansas, and Gillespie was on that team and played pretty good minutes. Uh, backing up Jalen Brunson. But I agree with you. You know, for Kansas, you got Remy Martin. You forget about Christian Brown. Christian Brown. Christian Brown. Then you got, you know, Jalen Wilson, OG Baji. Who I think are your two best players. You got David McCormick in the paint. Another veteran player. I think. And you got Mitch Lightfoot. Who's been around for a very long time. I think this Kansas team will just overpower them. Like you said. Now. We kind of already answered the impact on Justin Moore's. Injury. What player steps up in his role? Well, sort of like I said, I think Justin Moore and Jermaine Samuels are just going to have to do more for this game to stay close. Like I said, I think we'll have to see a a good game scoring, assisting from Colin Gillespie. I think that's going to have to elevate. And then an even better scoring game for Jermaine Samuels. And then... We're going to have to see Caleb Daniels having a bigger role. I know Villanova doesn't have a huge rotation. And so, also, coming off the bench, we'll have to see either Chris Archidiakno or Brandon Antoine. And those guys stepping up. Yeah. And what here's the past few years. They've had... A certain rotation, it, you know. Obviously, you may not pay. We may people may not pay attention to the rotation that much. But if you notice, it's Gillespie, Samuels, Moore, Dixon, Slater, Daniels. Um, you could put. Archidiagono and Antoine kind of in there, but you've had they've had a solid six, seven guys. Yep. Who you know you'd have Gillespie starting, Dixon starting, Slater, uh, Moore, and then you'd have Samuels. 
and then they'd have your one six man. Uh, kind of the guy who's playing Daniels, who's playing basically all the minutes off the bench. Playing all the bench minutes for him. Right? So, it's kind of just, and I've noticed that over maybe the past two years, is that's been their main rotation. Those are your main, your main guys are those guys. Yep. And like you said, without the a lot of rotation, you know, you're gonna get Daniels is gonna have to stand up, and he's the guy, in my opinion, that needs to step up in Moore's position. Mm-hmm. If he plays really good, I think Villanova could possibly win this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they definitely do have a shot at it. It's definitely going to be, I, I think it's going to be close. But, yeah, I think, I think Daniels has got to step up. Um, now, we kind of already went over the key to Kansas winning. Who steps up in your opinion? Well, you gotta have one guy that steps up, maybe two. Well, like I already said, uh, I'm thinking a big, a big night from Abaji. A uh, good game shooting the ball, catch and shooting, and then I also think it'll be helpful for Kansas to have um, an ins- the inside presence of McCormick playing well as well. I think that's that'll be important for them, especially against Jermaine Samuels. What do you think? I think, like I said, with the key players, I think it's got to be a Jalen Wilson. You know, I think Abaji can step up. I think Wilson can step up. Any one of them can step up. We've seen Remy Martin do that. We have seen, you know, Christian Brown do that. Uh, Obagi had a good game. Wilson had a good game against Miami. But I would like to see Wilson really play really good. I think if he plays good, he could play a huge part. And you bring McCormick as well. But if McCormick's not playing good, we see in the last game, Mitch Light foot play really good. But I think Wilson's the key for me. Alright. Alright. Now, the matchup, now both these matchups, everyone's talking about. But this one, you know, raises it just to another level. Because it's North Carolina versus Duke. Whenever you get those teams playing against each other, you know what you're getting. Now, kind of an overview of the matchup here. Both these teams, North Carolina beating St. Peter's, Cinderella team, in the Elite Eight. And Duke beating Arkansas, the team that knocked off Gonzaga. Duke has been playing really well. Uh, so has Jeremy Roach. He's kind of been their main guy down the stretch. You know, you got 
Vampiro, AJ Griffin, all those guys. Um, and then for North Carolina, Brady Manick and Caleb Love, even RJ Davis has been stepping up. As well, you got the big man, Armando Baycott. So, Luke, who are your key players? And who do you think is going to win this game? Alright, so I'll just, I'm going to start off with who I think is going to win. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, both of these teams are playing the best that they've played all season and they both have great off offenses. Now, I think Duke is going to win inside a close one. All right. Now, Duke obviously with Palo, Banchero and a, and a lot of other threats and then North Carolina with Armando Baycott who's been a big double-double threat this season. So, I think I think it's going to come up to defense. All right, they both have good offenses. I think it's going to come up to defense. Which team can get more stops? Uh, now on North Carolina, I think Armando Baycott and Brady Manick. I think they're the two most important parts of this team. Okay. Now Baycott has been playing great on the inside. He's been great for getting the rebounds and points on the inside and second chance points and then Brady Manick he he gets it done on the inside and on the outside he's a threat from everywhere so he's definitely one of the most important players to watch out for now for Duke you have Banchero and you also have all these guys who can knock down shots you have Wendell Moore Jeremy Roach AJ Griffin Trevor Keels all of them can make big shots now, this leads me to my key player for this one, Jeremy Roach. All right. He's been playing He's been playing awesome this tournament, and he's been especially great at driving and finishing some of those tough shots at the rim and off of, off of his great drives. And, and I think that's one small thing this season where UNC has been weaker, stopping the guards who can drive. And he's also he's also shown up in the clutch for Duke with those drives, like against Michigan State. And just um, this tournament, Roach, he's helped elevate this team to where they are now inside this tournament. And then where Duke's main stops need to be, I think any, I think their main stops need to be down low. All right, with the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Mark Williams. I think he's going to give Baycott a hard time fighting for those rebounds and scoring the inside points. And so then with Manic, I think this I think now this game's going to stay close because I think Manic is going to, is going to give Duke trouble. I think he's going to be the main scorer for UNC. And with Manic and UNC's backcourt, I think this game's going to stay close and it's, it's going to come down to the end. What do you think? Well, I got Duke in this game as well. But I got a close one. For me, I agree with all you said. I think when we look at Duke, Jeremy Roach has been a guy. You know, he's and keep it, you know, I want to go back to the Michigan State game real quick. Now, as a Michigan State fan, 
just like you, we didn't like that Michigan State loss. Mm-hmm. But Rach, he kind of like out of nowhere started making shots, and this I think that's what kind of got him going throughout this tournament. And I also want to bring up something that you bring up. So you say you said defense for Duke. Yeah. Michigan State had made a second comeback and took the lead towards the end, right? Mm-hmm. And we were feeling it. Yeah. Dave Brown wasn't missing from the three-point line. But what I want to bring up is Duke's defense. They didn't let Gabe Brown touch the ball once. And that little run they had at the end where they won... Gabe Brown didn't touch the ball once. To eliminate the best player, now I'm not saying Michigan State's a North Carolina or a Kansas, right? Or a Gonzaga. But to eliminate the best player, but also get stops, if you can do that, like Duke did that, it, it it could be over, you know? Mm. I think for North Carolina, Manic, Baycott, Love, RJ Davis, another guy, Leaky Black, um, you know, those are your key guys. But if Manic can shoot with how he did for the three-point line, oh my goodness. And Love, this team's going to be, like, cause problems for Duke. Yeah, that's um, why it's going to stay close. I, I think I think Duke has more, you know, let me say talent, but definitely across the board, You'd probably take Duke on paper. Um, I think both teams have played phenomenal. But at the end of the day, I think Duke wins this because of their defense. And their starting five and their sixth man can all get buckets and they can all score double digits. That's how dangerous they are. Not saying North Carolina's can't. All those guys can go get you double digits. But you gotta shut down Bankiro. So you shut down Bankiro, you gotta shut down Roach. Roach is playing really well. You gotta shut down him. You got AJ Griffin who's been playing really well. Oh, you got shut down him. You got Mark Williams. You got Wendell Moore. You got Trevor Keels. I think the key player for Duke is Roach. For me. Because 
he's playing. Once he starts to get going, he can take over any game. We've seen that. Uh, I think for North Carolina, it's manic and love. Uh, we, we've seen what Baycock can do. And he'll continue to do it. Uh, but I think, really, Manic, his presence, you know, once he becomes, he's a, he's a three-point threat, but can also score in the paint. And if Love can play like he's been playing, they can really keep it close. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Now, do you think this will be one of the more important UNC Duke games in history. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely one of the more important ones, all right? That's the first time they're ever meeting inside the tournament, and, it, and it's inside the Final Four. Um, inside Coach K's last year, it's definitely one of the most important, important since it's Coach K's last year. And because it's on such a big stage, like the Final Four. What do you think? I'm going to agree with you. I think it's definitely one of the, you know, it's going to be one of the most watched. Obviously, it's watched by a lot every year. But it's also going to be one of the more important ones because it's his last game. And it's also Herbert Davis's first-year coaching mm-hmm. in North Carolina as the head coach. I think it's going to be a fun game. And it's an interesting matchup because not only you have a one seed, or no, you have a, a high seeded two, a two seed two, playing against a Eight seed North Carolina. That's where it gets interesting. And North Carolina is playing like a a two or one seed. Uh, so I think it should be a great game. Yep. Now, what are your so we're gonna go to a matchup, two matchups. What are your thoughts on the Jeremy Roach versus Caleb Love matchup? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I think they're both gonna play well, but I'm gonna give Roach the edge inside this one, just because, like I said, he's so good at driving and finishing. And then, and that's just one small weakness that I think North Carolina has had this season. And then, but then I also think that Caleb Love could still have a good game. I think he's gonna help make this a, a close game, along with Manic. I think he'll be helpful inside the backcourt. What do you think? I love this matchup right here, especially the way both of them are playing. I'm going to give... We give Roach the edge here as well. Um, the way Roach has been playing... Now, Caleb Lowe's is playing. 
feel like if, if Manning starts scoring more, you know, you're going to have Love's going to be dishing it to Manning, dishing it to Baycott, where I think Roach, if he has a really good, you know, both of them can have really good games, but I'm going to lean towards Roach the way he's been playing. Yep, and then now just for this just for this last question, Tyler, who do you think is gonna score more? For 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 this game, who do you think is gonna score more? Brady Manic or Palo Banchero? Alright. I'm going with Brady Manic. Why? I'll give you a quick why here. I think Bankero in this game. He is a scorer, but I see him more as a playmaker in this game because I think North Carolina's number one priority is going to shut Bankiro down, which I think that turns Bankiro's playmaking on and he becomes more of a playmaker than a scorer, scorer in this game. And I think Manic continues what he's been doing in the tournament. What do you think? Yep, I agree with you. I think, I think if if the option of Baycott gets taken away, then I think, then I think Manic is gonna be the guy, and I think he's gonna be the one, the main one. I think he's gonna be the main scorer of everyone inside this game, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna keep this game close, getting it done on the inside and the outside, and then looking at Duke, I think. Palo Banchero, like, like you said, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think that he's gonna be the main scorer of this game. I think it's gonna be one of the other guys. Like, it, I think it might be Jeremy Roach, the key player who I chose, and that just. I'm thinking Roach. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. No. Someone who we haven't bring up. Right, well, I mean, we bring him up, but Wendell Horn is someone I can see making a big impact. Not only scoring, but I think he can be more of a playmaker. What do you think on Wendell Moore's impact? Yeah, I think I can. I think he could have a, a pretty good impact. Sort of, almost the same as. Roach sort of I see him being a little bit more of a playmaker this game and I really think any of those guys on Duke have the possibility to be a, um, have a great scoring game or or some even um, like uh, assisting and playmaking with all with all those guys like Keels, AJ Griffin, Moore, Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I've been really impressed with Moore. Now, he's had... He's been around. Uh, he's played really good all his years there. You know? He's been, he's been around with some of your top guys. And I think he's playing so good right now. 
seen making a huge impact like he has been. But he's one of your more key veteran guys. Now, last question. So, for this game, what is what is the key? What is your going to be your favorite matchup? Um, Love. Here, I'm going on the matchups here. Love, Roach, AJ Griffin, and RJ Davis, Wendell Moore and Leaky Black, Brady Manning and Paul Bankiro, or Mark Williams and um, I think I think I think Manic and Benchero is going to be the most exciting one. Just um, just because I think Manic is going to have a, a great scoring game, and Benchero, obviously, we know is um, a great a a really big threat. So I think it's really going to be interesting and exciting to see how that works out since he's such a big threat. What do you think? You know, I'm going to go with the point guard matchup. I would like to see Love versus Roach. Two guys that are playing really good right now. I agree with you with the Manic and Benakiro one. But I would like to see how a hot Roach Roach and a hot love play against each other. Yep, it's gonna both, be both on fire. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be some good matchups. It's gonna be a great game. Yes, it will. Alright. Thanks for listening to the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. If you have any more sports topics that you would like us to talk about, you can say so in the comments. Tune in next time and enjoy your day.